Hi and welcome to the best thing you watched this week. We've got Chris from Movies and Munchies. Hi, Chris. Hey. Ruben from the Ruby Tuesday. We are here talking about the best thing we watch. Also in our podcast section, once we're done with the best thing we watch, we're going to do entertainment news. We're going to do things we are looking forward to. So that's all network like TV series, movies, what's out of the cinema, YouTube channels, whatever we're looking forward to. We're also going to be doing something pretty cool with um, our Patreon. We don't know what that is yet. But we'll figure out as we go along. <laughs> That's like a blatant lie right there. <laughs> Not that it won't be entertaining, but just that. <laughs> it will. Once we figure out what we're actually doing. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a week. Our brains are a bit frazzled. Uh, but thank you so much to everyone that joins us. We've got a really nice community going now, I think, Chris. Yes. We have weekly um, those that come back and just say, hey, this is like my favorite time of the week listening to you guys. I really appreciate that. That really does help but kind of spur on, spur on the fun that we have here. <laughs> Also, we've got like a dedicated 100 on just the audio, at least 100, just the, or listen to like on Spotify, podcasts, wherever you're listening. Uh, that is a that is a, a community, a small crowd of community that's growing. Don't forget, you can chat to us here in the comments or on Twitter or at Best We Watched. Um, and we will get back to you on all of those, you know, comments that you might have like, but you guys didn't quite remember that thing that we might have missed and we often miss things because we go on tangents left right and center that's part of the the fun uh, that's why i think chris and i enjoy just talking about something and then you go oh remember i had a bad toilet experience last week uh <laughs> talking of which no i'm, I'm joking <laughs> what is your question for us this week maybe this adds to a bad toilet experience <laughs> i don't know but um now this is going to be rather specific but i think you could you could extrapolate it to just about anything um so have you ever eaten a whole tube of pringles by yourself now do Ooh. you even have pringles over there yeah yeah uh, pringles are very okay. popular uh, okay. my youngest son uh, ethan that is like his favorite crisp he has to have oh. the plain ones like the pringles if, if we Pringles. It'll be plain ones, and then normally a tube that we can share. But absolutely, I've in I've I, like what, the whole slogan. Once you pop, you can't stop. It's really true because I like this the sour cream and chives. And oh, I, I, okay. I get like a, a wadge, and I'll like have a fizzy oh. drink, and then just go, and then I'm like, ah, oh, so dry, so dry. <laughs> and then you, you've got to get some space in your mouth and try and get like some drink of this so you can swallow and not like cut the roof of your mouth or your gums mm. because the pringles gone straight and gone oh yeah Ooh. okay so wait you used a word called wadge what is that a wadge yeah like a a, a wedge stack? yeah a wedge. stack yeah stack. okay fair enough no no I, yeah. an amount I, a deck an, of pringles deck <laughs> 52 <of> card <laughs> pringles yeah <laughs> I'm learning new words left and right. This is outstanding. Oh. I don't. It doesn't mean that they're real English words. Ruben makes up words all the time. Who knows? Dude, what's all in words Ruben. are made up. So come on, you know. <laughs> Shakespeare made six hundred of them. So you know. See, there you go. Oh, okay. So you like the sour cream and chive ones? I, I love the buffalo ones. Except you can never find them. Sometimes in a random gas station, someplace, you know, and, and that's where barbecue. I'm, 
Is that, no, is that what they are? No, no, the, nope, buffalo. nope. They're they're straight buffalo, and they are huh. so they've got this spice to them, um, and they're not like your your flaming hot type of flavor. I mean, it, it's it's a proper buffalo sauce flavor, so it has a little bit of a buttery taste to it, but then with mm. a great cayenne pepper kick to it. I mean, I will knock children and grandmas over uh, to go get stacks <laughs> of these points. because, it, yeah, just so good, you know, but because I can never find them either. That's the thing. Occasionally, Buffalo. when okay. like if we're traveling on a road trip or something, you know, and we're stopping for gas, I'm, I'm definitely looking through these random gas stations because that's typically where I find them. So okay. I don't know who I don't know who does Pringles. I don't know if that's Lay's or whoever. If you're listening or if you have contacts and you know somebody at that place, first off, we would love to be sponsored. Um, yes, please. We'll yep. Totally do that. But to have them bring back or make widely available the buffalo, please, <laughs> just for me. I, Chris, people, do you have a PO box? Can, no, but I can uh, get one. I would get okay. one, or I would get get one, and then we'll get someone in America that listens to send you some buffalo Pringles. Uh, I'm sure that that could be arranged. That'll be fun. Yes, oh, you can do it as so part of, part of your movies and munchies, and have some <sighs> munchies and. We will see if you can eat a whole tube of buffalo Pringles without needing a drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, my mm -hmm. mouth might get a little dry if I don't have to speak. That'll probably be okay. If I have to talk, though, that I think we're getting into that. <laughs> you know? Do you ever take them and make the duck, the duck bills? Sorry, I put my mouth in front of the mic or my hands in front of the microwave. You know where you have because they're they're curved. You know, so you put one up and one down. And you go, looks like a duck. Oh no, no? I've never done that, but oh, that's okay. the thing I'm gonna try now. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Uh, have you ever played the donut game? You get those really sugary donuts, and you're not allowed to lick your lips at all. So you have a whole donut, but not once while you're eating the donut are you allowed to lick your lips. It's surprisingly really, really difficult to do because the sugar gets on your lips one bite, and it's it's all around there. And your, your immediate reaction is just to go, I get it off. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, I, I see that? a future contest coming up because um, <laughs> okay. I'm all, yeah, I'm all about eating the donuts. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a great excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's for the show. It's for a contest. It's yeah. it, it's no, not it's actually because I want yeah. to eat these. No, I I would of not normally not. eat no. six donuts in a row. I <laughs> totally would. <laughs> Uh, the, the Tony, the, the mini donuts, right? You're not talking about full size donuts. Okay, sure. Yes, if that if, <laughs> if that makes you feel better, <laughs> I no, was talking about the full size donuts. <laughs> we literally went to um, a place that sells donuts because I went to the dentist, and um, the expense of that uh, experience made me sad. So <laughs> I went, let's go get some donuts. Right after, you know, having your teeth checked and them saying, you're going to go to the orthodontist, uh, not the orthodontist, the people that clean your teeth, the like mm. a hygienist. Uh -huh. And they're like, yeah, oh, you're going to get drilled on your teeth like all over. And they're like, great, thank you. <laughs> and, and then we're like, let's get donuts. So that's always, that's, that's the really good option. <laughs> well done. <laughs> oh, there's this place in, um, in Portland, Oregon where um, it, I think they've expanded now, but we went up there. It's called Voodoo Donuts, and they have just all kinds of great donuts and stuff. But they had one, and I never partook in the, the challenge, but they have a a glazed donut where, I mean, it's like the size, it's bigger than your head. Like, oh. it's probably like 
12 inches in diameter, maybe a little bit bigger than that. Um, you know, and it's, yeah, oh yeah, totally. And it's like about this, this thick, I mean, it is a, it's a donut. Um, and I think it's free if you eat it like under a minute or something. And you can't enjoy it. You, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, but then you can get other ones. I mean, they have they had all kinds. So like, <laughs> that's the first time that I ever enjoyed a maple bacon donut. So mm. you have this maple bar with this thick slab of bacon across the top. And the first wow. time I heard it, I'm like, mm, I don't think that's going to be good. <gasps> that is life changing right there. That is <laughs> that is heart attack changing right there, <laughs> dude. It was oh my gosh. It was and it, like in Portland they have two. Uh, one in Portland proper, and then one I think it's in Burnside across the river. And mm. uh, the 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 original one, like the line is out the door and just down the street at any point during the day. Um, so we went across the river and still had like twelve people in line to wow. get. It was yeah, it was, but it's so worth it. So good, such good donut. Anyway, okay, I'm really hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question for our audience listening: What is your favorite donut? Uh, flavor mm. to have or size or type and what is your favorite pringle um flavor let us know in the comments below and why give us the reason why there must be a reason why why you love that particular flavor extra bonus points for the most outlandish donut or <laughs> pringle flavor <laughs> <laughs> right should we jump mm. into the best thing we watched i think so yes 10 minutes in <laughs> and we haven't started talking about that yet <laughs> Well, come on, you know, we have to warm up a little bit and we, you know, (laughs) gets everybody in the mood, hopefully, or maybe you've just skipped and, hey, welcome, look, you're, (laughs) this is where you're In the time codes, you have no idea what we're talking about. Okay, let's do this. Oh, goodness. Okay. You want to go first? Yeah. um, Actually, I want to talk about, (coughs) excuse me, sorry for coughing straight into the mic. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about a film that people of a certain culture- a certain demographic have been asking us to review for probably months now on almost every review. There'll be at least one comment. If it's a popular review, at least six or seven different people saying, watch this movie. And I think they ground us down because we spoke about it last week. We both ummed and ahed about whether we'd watch it. Uh, I actually watched this in a couple of parts because it's long. It's over three hours. Mm -hmm. And once I started it, I was like, dang, okay, I need to go to bed. It's late. I carry on watching tomorrow. But it played in my mind, and I went back, and I, I finished watching it. Of course, I'm talking about the the epic extravaganza that is RRR, or also known as Rise, Roar. Roar. Rise, Roar, Revolt. Rise, Roar, Revolt, yeah. Uh, I loved this film. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was excellent. <laughs> It's and I didn't mind the musical numbers. There was like three or four. No. I thought there was one musical number in it that really worked well to further the story because the, oh they were telling gosh. a story in the the, the, the words. Yes. Um, I didn't mind reading the subtitled, although I've since been corrected that the versions that we are watching on Netflix is not the original ones that they watched in IMAX uh, in India because it. I think that's, I'm not even going to try and pronounce, but there's there's a number of... The film, like a Tengu, it was originally in that language, and then it, we get it in a different one. So the, the subtitles for what language we are listening to it might be slightly different. Okay, so this is there's a whole thing that might be slightly different, but I think we get the majority of the story 
it's a three hour long epic and you don't get the titles to the film until it's 45 minutes in that's the sort of epic well i know you watched this chris and you reviewed it what did you think of this film I was I was blown away. I mean, I like it had been on my radar, you know, when when everybody's first started but like you need to watch this, you need to watch this. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, you know, well, and Exactly, yeah. And I was not able to see it in the theater near me because it was uh it was playing at very weird and random times. Mm. And you know, so I just never and then it disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, "Huh, okay, you know." And so yeah, checked it out, but I was um I have not watched a lot of Indian cinema. I have, I have watched some, um, you know, and I've I've enjoyed for the most part what I've seen because it, it's 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 always exposing me to a different worldview and just a different cultural standpoint, you know, and a different approach to movie making and cinema. And so that was that I always appreciate whenever I'm watching anything. You know what I mean? This movie, though, the the action sequences mm. are. So well choreographed. The first time that we meet Rom, where he's outside of the, um, or he's inside the barricade that is just surrounded by people, and he locks eyes with this dude, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm going to get you because the commander said to do that," you know, and just <laughs> he says, "Arrest that man," and he goes, "All right." There's a whole <laughs> army. There's a sea of people, and he's just like, "Yeah, I got this." Yeah. Now you have to you you have to throw some believability out the window throughout well, not this movie. Some all. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. Yes. Because there there are definite moments in this where you have like like Rom going through and a sea of people through like and not just like ten yards out. I mean, he is. I don't know, half a mile away by the end. And he end keeps, he keeps, he sees the guy coming for him and he keeps backing off. And you're like, how is he going to get to it? Because at one point, there's just like a mountain of people on him. And you, you see it so cleverly filmed. You see inside the mound of people. And he's like, I'm, I'm kicking that guy's neck. And that guy's neck just went, and that guy's arm just went. I mean, they're pretty brutal of what they're showing. And then somehow he kicks that guy and that guy was flying two meters. And then he's up again and he's running. And you're like, what on earth am I watching? Oh my gosh. Yeah. But you know, even when they, um, so, so the action is I like, it's crazy. It's off the charts. It's so entertaining mm. and so engaging. Um, and I think you mentioned it in your review. I, I had noticed it also is just like the wire work, yeah. you know, where Very it, it cool. felt, yeah, there was a definitely like a Kung Fu yeah. type of feeling Absolutely. to it, which yeah. there is no problem with that at all. Like, that's not a complaint. I thought I was like, Oh, that's super fun. Yeah, no, I love the way they do that. And the way they incorporate it with slow-mo, because let's be honest, there's like 67, 60 to 70% of this movie is slow-mo, without a doubt. The the hero shots, the poster shots, the slow-mo punching, slow-mo kicking, yeah. slow-mo work. it's all there. Even the the uh, soundtrack or the dance numbers are like slow-mo. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like... Um, there's this epic, I think three quarters of the way through the film, there's this epic moment where the guy jumps out amongst with animals. And I'm not saying like why or that's happening, but, and that's all slow-mo. It's one of the most epic, ridiculous shots I've ever seen. Like, I've never seen that on, on cinema before. Like, I'm trying to think. A scene, Avatar, Pandora, George of the Jungle. My brain is like going through the catalogs. Have I actually ever seen something like this before? I don't think so. Like, that's different. <laughs> 
But see, you got to paint the picture though too, because there's like fire going on all throughout <laughs> in the background, and there has already been this epic hand-to-hand battle. Just <laughs> yeah, uh, oh. I mean, like when you suspend disbelief, like if you know how heavy a motorbike is, and at one point the guy just goes. Ugh. Ugh, like Hulk smash <laughs> you know, he's just throwing it uh he's just like okay cool you, you're a superhero now i got it got it <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh well and even like um okay so the singing numbers that i mean they they definitely convey a portion of the story you know the words have sure. meaning to them they're not just there as just soundtrack um but then there's that epic which we're probably using epic like too much but it was it was just i don't even know how epic the, yeah the <laughs> That dance-off that Yes, happens. that was so good. I love was, that. I mean, the emotion, the energy that came from that, you know, that it, not only was it just cool dancing, I mean, and, and, and the music that's going along with it and the words that they're singing as they go along, but the intensity that mm. is building through this thing. And then you have more people joining into it. And it's like, at one point, I mean, I, I think my wife was like, this is a little bit like um, West Side Story. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I can, yeah. but this is more entertaining. I like this better than I did. Side story. <laughs> um, I do have one major negativity, and I don't know that it's it's to the filmmakers. It's just, excuse me. So many of um, films of that nature that have British people in them, they seem to be stuck in the 1800s like they were <laughs> like they literally speak like they're in victorian times or mm. earlier it's it's stunted dialogue and you don't need subtitles because you'll have this terrible british act ac- accent so you'll have people acting like they're british so and i think most of them weren't so then they're putting on an accent and the british accent can be pretty hard to do and then with that dialogue i was just like every time they spoke i was just like Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't like the british there anyway because you know oh, yeah. um much like the history of many countries we've done so many things in the name of country or god um god wills it let's decimate this entire you know let's take over these people's country yeah. they definitely wanted us because they are savages and you're just like what how yeah. what is wrong with you <laughs> uh yeah so it was like yeah am i happy to be on my british passport now while watching this movie not really no (laughs) well that was there was a scene in there that was very impactful for me like i actually paused it for a second so i could look because there's there's one where um it's in the british government within um india there that they you know they have that little garrison or whatever and they're talking about arresting this um this one guy, which they have no idea who he is. Uh, they have no idea what his crimes are because there aren't any. Um, cause really you're the one that almost killed his mom, the girl's mom and stole the yeah. daughter. And that's, mm. you've brought the wrath on yourself. But anyway, um, there, there's a map behind of the world and you see like the, um, the British flag covering all of the territories of the empire. And, like, I didn't realize, now I don't know exactly how accurate that was, but it was like, I was shocked. No, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, England uh, or the UK, just tiny, it's a tiny yeah. little island to talk about having small man syndrome. <laughs> we small, but we're, we're, we're going to take on everything. <laughs> well, why did we do that? What was the purpose? So- 
<laughs> so much. Well, and you can't control that either. I mean, no, you, the, you know what no. I mean? Like no. you, you're so far away, but it was, I was just blown away. And so, I mean, part of this, and I'm sure within the Indian culture, it's a much stronger message for sure. Of the, yeah. um, you know, the, the rising up against the imperialism. And, no, I get it. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, they even have a, a message at the beginning. This is, please don't be offended if you're watching this. this. is all fiction and this is not based on fact. But you know the history. And so the reason why they had that theme in there is because it touches on themes that's real. Yeah. Uh, one of the themes, which I think carries the movie, is the the two best friends that form. They are best friends. And there's a good half an hour just them being best friends. It, the movie just forgets any other arc really they yeah they and occasionally they go and do what they're meant to be doing but a lot of them like where you're talking about the dance off um you know just getting used to each other like buying clothes helping him get a date you know helping him learn to dance or, or you know anything like that like being being a best friend and so when the film gets to the place where it needs to and if it's introduced both of our main best friend characters as one is fire one is water and uh then you get the ultimate face-off and you don't... At, I think at one point you don't realize what the history is or why the reason is the one dude has to mm -hmm. go through the army, why he is there. And you're thinking, but why are you even doing that? He's your best friend. How you, you know, uh, it's so well played off so that you get to that moment with the ridiculous slow-mo fighting, which is so much fun to watch. So any issues that the film has, you're to, you, you are like, but I'm behind them. I, I, I'm rooting for them. That... I was blown away by the amount of character development that we mm. get and, you know, and that relationship development, because even though <clears throat> like, I didn't know Rom's backstory. I didn't know why, you know what I mean? Like we see him as one character. We see him as a very devoted, um, soldier or yeah, military cop or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's so much more to him and yeah. so much more in that arc, but like, so I didn't expect that part of it, but, the, you expect once they become friends, um, there's a predictability to some of that. You know, that at some point there's going to be some sort of conflict that has to arise within the story. Yeah. But it's, it's earned. Like, it's so, like, you feel it. And so when the emotion comes and when, when these moments of conflict happen, like, it's genuinely like, even though I knew this was coming... I'm not sure I'm prepared for it and I don't want this to happen. Like I don't want, I don't want this conflict here because it's uncomfortable because it's messing with everything that has been set up before. Yeah. Cause we're, we're more than halfway through the film and there's like a torture scene with a character and then it does this flashback and you think, Oh, it's going to be a quick flashback. And it's like 25 minutes, almost half an hour long where it just goes. And this is why this character is like this and it builds up and it builds up and it's dark. And you're like, Oh, I get it now. I mean, I really get it now. Like any bad feelings you had towards a certain character, you're like, Oh no, he really is the good guy. <laughs> yeah. oh, so good. It, it really is. Like if you haven't, if you have not seen RRR yet, it's on Netflix. Um, I believe it's worldwide. Mm. Um, now I do know that when I watched it last week, it was only available, um, in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Hindi within a ton of subtitle options. But I do believe, um, if what I've seen on Netflix that they release several different versions, um, when they have them or when they have the, the, you know, the dubbed or whatever. So there will be more if, 
if you speak that language and don't want to watch the dubbed version, which I totally get, that <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> For me, though, because I didn't speak the language, I didn't necessarily know that it was being dubbed. You know, like, I don't know if you, because I was, I, I wasn't focused on their mouths as much because I'm reading so much of the subtitle. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't, and it was close. So that was the other thing. Like it was still a close, um, speaking for the most part. I mean, there were, there were times where I noticed that some of it felt a little off, even with the British people, they yeah. felt sometimes a little, like the audio was a little off, but yeah. Yeah. Um, in the UK at the moment, the audio is Hindi and then the subtitles are English, Arabic, 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 uh, Arabic. French, <laughs> uh, Brazilian, Portuguese, simplified Chinese, traditional Chinese, and Hindi CC. Uh, mm. So, yeah, I think maybe a little bit more time we'll get more. Yeah, because I think there's a, um, and forgive me if I mispronounce this, but Telugu or te- Telugu. Yeah, Telugu. Um, and then there's Tamil and yeah. M- 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 Mala- M- Mayaya. Yeah, who knows? It's M-A-Y-A-L-A-M, I think. Mm. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing. I, I don't mean to do that on purpose. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> If I saw it in front of me, I might be able to pronounce it better. But um, yeah, I think that they're coming out with more languages um, or doing it in the dubs or whatever the, the original language is, however that is. But I think, yeah, they'll be doing them as quickly as they can, especially as it gains even more and more popularity on the platform. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so what's next on your list, Chris? Uh, this one's an old one. I had never seen it, um, okay. but I just I needed something that was just different. It's a horror movie from I think 2015 called It Follows. Okay, have you seen Have you seen this one? I know of it. I haven't seen it. No. Okay, so the premise is um, a demon. Something, some ill spirit, whatever, bad, bad things happen, follows um, people who have sex. So it's passed from one person to the next. So I don't know if this is like a um, <clears throat> social commentary on either morality or, um, you know, STDs or something like that. But it's <laughs> uh, what happens is we meet these couples this one couple and guy has sex with his girlfriend and then all of a sudden he's tied her down so that she could see this evil spirit that's coming. Now the evil spirit is, can take the form of anything. So any type of person it does it. So you never know exactly what it's going to be. Oh, that's quite um, freaky. Yeah. It's um, they're not stupid, but they're, but they're not fast either. They're slow moving. So they just kind of, it's that slow, deliberate walk at you. You know right. what I mean? Which which is terrifying when you see it, especially if you become trapped or something like that. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's basically if you don't get yourself into a room with only one exit, then you're pretty much okay. The only way to pass it along, to pass along this curse, is to have sex with somebody else. And then it goes to that person. But the thing is, if... If that person that you've passed it along to gets killed by that evil spirit, now the evil spirit is coming back after you again. Yeah. So it's there are some some horrifying moments in there. I mean, they do some things with some bodies that's like, um, <laughs> you know, just like how oh, that that doesn't look like that felt good. Um, but it's more like I I appreciated a lot of the cinematography within there. 
Sometimes okay. they'll put a sometimes they'll put a camera like on like on a like on a gimbal type of thing on a person. Yeah. And so as they turn, you know, they're always center of focus, but everything around them, you get to see the background. So if they're backing up, you only get to see their face and their reaction of the thing that they're backing up from. But as they turn around, the camera's still facing them, but now you can see behind them from the thing that they're running from. And it's just, it's, I appreciated different things like that. Or we'll have like the opening shot is a camera that's basically in the middle of a street. And so it watches somebody come out of um, out of the house, and then it just pans as it follows, and and this person, you know, and it goes basically like a three sixty on the street, but it's done, you know, one shot, slow, um, deliberate. It was really well done. So I, the premise itself is creepy. Mm. Um, yeah, no, yeah, it does sound creepy. Yeah, you know, there there's one there's one moment in there where, like they. I don't think that they explained it enough or that they didn't fall, excuse me, follow through with this part of it. But like it, when I see this scene towards the end, it made me think, oh, well, if you did this, then because of, because of that, it would, I'm sorry, I'm being very vague because it just, I don't (laughs) want it to 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 spoil even just through the the th- line of thinking but there there is a a rather uncomplicated way of getting yourself out of trouble um once you're in it i mean <clears throat> sure maybe it's an argument for abstinence and so that's what the whole <laughs> you know um <clears throat> the whole cautionary tale is like if you have sex you will die you know, <laughs> you know? i don't know um but it was it, it was enjoyable for a, for a one time watch um, I'm not sure I would go back to it necessarily. Um, you know, it didn't it didn't disturb me. It didn't stick with me in a way like I was like, ooh, you know. Mm. Now there are shots where you're like, ooh, that was that was disturbing. You know, they'll pull out from something and you'll see a figure standing someplace, or you'll see a shadow, <laughs> or you know, they play with different things like that. Oh, the other thing is, um, <clears throat> nobody else can see the. Uh, that's the worst. Yeah. So so like. You'll be there, you know, and like freaking out and your friends only see you freaking out. Um, but the way that they do some of the special effects within that, mm. that was kind of fun. It was, it was impressive. So it was a good, I mean, I definitely, it's on Netflix in the U, the U.S. right it's now. It's on uh, Prime in the U.K. Okay. Mm. So it, it's definitely worth a, worth a watch. Um, you know, if you're looking for something just a little different maybe you want a horror uh that's not absolutely absolutely you mentioned the cinematography and the 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 look of it the cinematographer is mike uh, geolakis and he he did um glass old us and um servant so if you know the the look of it he knows how to do aesthetically pleasing creepy shots Mm. Especially on that Servant, makes, you, you know, that was incredible work. So, yeah. Makes yeah. me kind okay. of sli- you know excited just to watch it for that. Yeah, well, and now, like, saying that, like, I can see some similarities in Servant. Mm. Like, in some of the, you know, some of the shot choices and stuff like that. I So, that's cool. Now, that's that's fun. Yeah. So, it's, from a visual standpoint, it was great. I mean, it's a good movie. It's not, I mean, it was, obviously, it made my list. So, it's, mm. it's you know, something that I really enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, if you haven't seen it, maybe check it out. Nice. 
Um, I'm going old school as well. Uh, last couple of weeks ago, when I went to see Top Gun Maverick um, at the press screening, I had like about 40 minutes to kill so before I caught my train in town. So I went into this like... Uh, it's like a second-hand Blu-ray entertainment shop. You can buy games mm. and stuff, and I just browsed there for a bit. I was looking for Top Gun because I don't own it on physical media. I couldn't find it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to look for another 80s uh, film. So I found one. I picked it up. I only got around to watching it yesterday. Um, and I was like, man, I remembered this film very differently to how I what I thought happened. But it still has a really nice nostalgic um, presence to it. Uh, it's was released in 1985, and it's about a bunch of old people. Can you guess what it is, Chris? Is this Cocoon? Yes, it is, yeah. Cocoon, directed oh by Ron gosh. Howard. I mean, this film is old. 1985, I didn't realize how old. I got a nice little tin edition, which is cool. So oh, for nice. those that haven't seen it, it's when a group of trespassing seniors swim in a pool containing alien cocoons, they find themselves energized with youthful vigor. And a little bit of uh, trivia for you. The kid that is in this film is the same actor who plays Bastion in The Never Ending Story. Uh, so you'll recognize oh. them and then you'll have like depressing thoughts of, Artex, you're sinking! Uh <laughs> Uh, but I was surprised at how fun and heartwarming Cocoon is. I was like, oh yeah, this is what this film is about. It's about a bunch of old people that are dying, basically. They're at their old age home. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, have like c certain sicknesses. They have memory loss. But if you look at the actors who are listed in there, you're like, I know him. I know her. I know her. And they're just like golden oldies. Um, you have Steve Gutenberg, who plays Jack Boner. The the he is this captain of this boat. They hire his boat out. His people to go and get the cocoons, all these things on the bottom of the shell. He doesn't know what they are, and uh, they're putting them in the pool because they've come to collect them, the, this alien species, and take them home. And there's this whole thing. I mean, essentially, it's a silly film because they go to collect the cocoons, they put them in the pool, and then they go and take the cocoons from the pool and try and put them back in the ocean. And <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. And a bunch of old people. But it's the story about the old people finding joy and out of life again and what that means what do you do when you're 70 80 years old you suddenly find yourself revitalized you, you do all the things you did when you were younger so it's, not all of that is good one of the characters displays a certain nature to how he was even when he was like younger married and the one wife is not putting up with that the others like want to dance the night away uh, the others get like the perfect bowling score ever you know they're just great at everything and the first time they come I, I think i laughed so so long for so i don't know why it tickled me so funny but these old guys they they're 83 of them they haven't been very sexually active because they just struggled to even their manhood doesn't do that anymore. But they get out of the pool and they're like both giggling because all three of them have boners. And I was just like, it's, it's hilarious. They're like, what do we do with this now? I don't know. And it was such a funny thing to have in there and real. And I think that's what I really liked about it. It's just really real characters. It felt like real world moments that you got to see what would happen if you got revitalized by some alien juju. Have you seen Cocoon? I have. It's been forever since I've yeah, seen it. But 
the cast is stacked. I mean, I remembered, mm-hmm. like in my head, I remembered Hume Cronin and Jessica Tandy. But then I looked it up and you've got Donna Michi, Wilford Brimley, Brian Dennehy, Jack Guilford. I mean, Maureen Stapleton. The- it's so good. <clears throat> I'm going to have to go and rewatch this because, yeah, I remember like the fun feeling of it. Just mm. the the enjoyment that came from it, you know? I don't even remember whether or not it was a great movie or not, but other than just the, this made me happy. Like, it had a happy feeling to it, and you see these people, like, you know, it's cute. There, I think there, if I'm remembering correctly, there's a little bit of a sadness within yeah, there, there also. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you're following older people, but it's also, like, just them, re, like you said, reinvigorating within life. Yeah, you know, and re- and capturing that spark again. Um, it's also Ron Howard. Yeah. I mean, he's a yeah. genius director. He really knows how to capture people uh, yeah. in amongst a big epic thing. Like that's how I see Ron Howard. If you think about like big epic ship, but it's all about character. Um, he does that so well. So mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I definitely recommend it. I'm gonna hunt down the return because I don't think I've ever seen Cocoon: The Return. I want to see if oh. it's any good. Don't I've go in thinking it. it's the best film ever, because it isn't. It's dated. Uh, some of the <laughs> special effects, you know, from 1985, you're going to be like, whoa. <laughs> you, could, you you got away with it then, but now you're just like, oh. oh. Uh, yeah. But there are some choices that they made that you could totally see why they did it. They used the budget that they had and got away with it. It's a very simple film, um, but really fun you're looking for an 80s film that you haven't seen recently you want to feel nostalgic this is definitely a good one to put onto your list nice outstanding that's good i'll have to reach it rewatch that um mm. <clears throat> all right mine uh my next one this came to amazon prime in the u.s it's um it was at sundance um and i had just had to make some choices when i was at sundance or watching Sundance from home um, Mm. and, you know, with all of my purchases that I made to watch the movies and this one just didn't make it. But, excuse me, it's called Emergency. And I briefly touched on it last week um, in Mm. our podcast section. And this is a comedy that is very heavy with social commentary, which I don't count that as a negative at all. I mean, it is, it's very funny, but it's also very pointed. It's preachy? Um. I think you could you could take it as preachy if it's affecting you. Right. Um, for me, I didn't see it as preachy. I found it as like, wow, that's that's impactful. That's horrifying. Um, that's very sad. Um, and it's too bad that that's real. Yeah. You know. Um, but I never felt like it coming down on. You know what I mean? I thought I was just pointing out um, some realities. So hmm. you have um, okay. Basically, the premise is um, these two black college students are getting ready to go to this um, this party tour. Basically, this one night hmm. on their campus where like there's a handful of parties, and they're all wildly different, and so they want to make the party circuit. And so it's kind of like um, the World's End with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, where they're going to hit all of the bars or the pubs yeah. in one night. You know what I mean? There's kind of a similar premise there. Well, they get home to change, and there is a white girl passed out in their living room. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen the trailer for this. Yeah. Mm. yeah now, <laughs> they know the right thing to do. Um, th- these guys are totally innocent. These are nice guys. Except you know, they're nothing, black, right? 
They're African-American? Th- yes. They're, they're, yeah. These are two black guys who had <laughs> a white girl do? passed out. Well, yeah. that's that becomes the conflict there of like, we know we should call the ambulance or the police, but there's but no way in the shot. world. Yeah. yeah. Bad things are going to happen. And so <laughs> yeah. it's all it's all like, okay, how do we get this girl back to a place where we don't get in trouble? Mm. She's safe. You know, we'll take her to a party or we'll take her over to this area, you know, something like that. And so it becomes the comedy of errors of them trying to transport her there. All the things that they go through, um, <clears throat> ups and downs. There's obviously complications that that get bu- built into there. It is very, very funny in a lot of it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> especially towards, you know, for the first half, first maybe two acts. Then it takes a very sharp turn into drama and uh, social commentary. Like now there's social commentary that's been there, but Uh it is so much more pointed at this point where it is, I mean, the comedy stops and you're like, oh, whoa, that is a tonal shift. It makes sense. It's necessary. It's important. um, And it works. But I think really what the the thing that that's going to turn people off is that absolute shift. You know mm. what I mean? Like you go, 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 go. And then because I was like, oh, I'm laughing along with this. This is funny. You have the comedy of errors or and there's there are terrible decisions that our characters make. Like you look at them and you go, no, don't do that. Don't do that. We know. Come on. <laughs> you're smarter than this. You know, that. and then conveniences within the plot that then help them either get out of that or help move the story along. So they're. There are issues within the story. It's it's not perfect. Um, Excuse me. But bless you. Oh my gosh. Bless you. But when we get when we get to the crux of it and towards the end, after the climax has happened and we're going towards like the conclusion of the film, mm. there's some really powerful storytelling that happens. Um that that I think some people are gonna be turned off on. Because they're seeing it from one point of view and not from the other. Okay. And it's um, like at first, you're like, well, that that's kind of rude. But then you examine and you're like, well, what was this person saying or doing? Was it heartfelt? Was it genuine? Or was it kind of rote? And was it just kind of, well, this is what I'm expected to do and so I'm going to do it. And it's not really heartfelt or genuine. Um and and even the last, I think it's the parting shot, is it'll hit you in the gut a little bit. Huh. Like it's just it's um because you see this character transformation from from what was to the ramifications of this heightened experience, and then how it changed them, and not necessarily for the better. And so it it's well worth the time to watch. It's under two hours. Um, it moves by really quickly. The the comedy is is subtle in different points. Sometimes it's really funny. It's sometimes it's very obvious. Sometimes it's very forced. Um, but taken as a whole, it's like ooh, that was that was kind of powerful. Do you think people will be able to? Um get past the the part where it feels like it preachy because we do live in a i guess in a day and age where people just they switch off very quickly because the 
you know, it's it's preaching at you, and you, I don't want to be preached at. I just want a good film. I because it sounds like it's worth it. I I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of people are not going to, they're just, they're going to be like, nope, I'm not doing this. I don't want a social commentary. I don't want to be confronted with this. Or I, you know what I mean? I just want some entertainment. I don't need a message within there, um, which I could argue that, you know what, pretty much any movie has a message within there. You're just not diving deep enough into it to figure it out. But um, the... I think it's going to harm the film, like the 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 people seeing it. Like I think the people that really should see it aren't mm. going to see it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Okay. Um, moving on. I know a lot of people probably expect us to talk about uh, Stranger Things. I don't think I want to. There's seven episodes that is aired now. Um, they're almost all over an hour long the last episode episode seven is basically a film it's an hour and a half i think the last episode is the best episode i think it's mm. it's suffers from a few issues this season because there are five storylines that is kind of following um it took me about three episodes to get emotionally engaged with the characters again i still have my favorite character who is steve i think steve has come such a long way from being the jock at the beginning to actually being some of the best partnership with Dustin, uh, oh my gosh. who is my favorite. Um, we do get to spend quite a bit of time in the Upside Down, which I really appreciate. It, this is the season where they explain a lot. And when you get to spend time in the Upside Down, it's very cool. The sets are great. I think it'll be better for us to talk about Stranger Things in its whole when we've watched the last two episodes in July, because it does leave it on a cliffhanger again. And I don't think we can... We can guess, but we won't have an actual understanding of what they're going to do with season five, which will be the last season. Um, so you're happy to talk about it then, Chris? Totally. Yeah. One one comment, though, is I <laughs> this is much darker and much more horror. Yeah, than it's the other all seasons this season. Been. It For is sure. like like there is Nightmare on Elm Street horror in yeah. this there is hellraiser horror yeah. in this there is i mean, I mean it is talk about nightmare on elm street there's <laughs> such a nightmare on elm street moment oh. in this i was just like oh, that is oh cool. yeah no. yeah now i've only seen the first three episodes so far um, okay so i still yeah. have quite a bit to to get through of yeah. this first volume but um yeah no i'm i'm totally good to i think we'll re really revisit it and dive into it more once mm. the second part comes out yeah but i wasn't then, expecting yeah. the body horror you know the contorted dude yeah dude no that was like i like i think and there has been horror in the other two three seasons but i think they've been fairly family friendly yeah that's been fantasy it's it's fantasy scary and then the second one built on that and the third one was monster horror and then this one is body horror but for adults yeah yeah this is definitely i mean the whole show has matured in sure. its presentation so so the actors, Just know, I guess yeah. this is part of everybody's growing up sort of thing. It's yeah. real world now. Mm -hmm. uh, get ready to die because we're wrapping up the series. So who's going to survive? Yeah. Uh, no one. <laughs> <laughs> Best way not to do spoilers. Everybody there dies. There you go. Everybody <laughs> dies. Yes. Um, you probably also expect me to talk about Obi-Wan. I'm not going to because I had issues with it. So <laughs> I was like, <laughs> mm, okay. 
I, 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 I've been waiting so many years for this series, Chris. And uh, honestly, there were moments I loved, but there were so many things. This is like you're breaking canon law. You're uh, like, this doesn't make sense. How do they even do that? Why is Leia outrunning bandits when they're right next to her? It's like, just so many things. This is seriously, seriously. <laughs> uh it is funny how, like, I was scrolling through Twitter through yesterday, and there is not really a lukewarm response to Obi-Wan. <laughs> it is either you have really, really enjoyed it, <laughs> or you have been like, eh, I'm not into this right now at all. You know, it hasn't been, there, there hasn't been much middle of the road. Now, I'm in the one where I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it. Cool. I did, yeah. And that's okay. I mean, I... You know, whatever. I'm not as I'm not as close to to all of the material as mm. as maybe other people are. You know, like I appreciated just the story and stuff. So, but I can get how. I mean, I, there are issues within there. I mean, there definitely moments um, that I loved, yeah. um, but there were things I wanted to see, and I just feel like they're, they're padding. I just like we've got six mm. episodes. It's a contained story. We're not getting more than this. It leads up to a point, and. I, I, I want to know about Obi-Wan. Like, this is not an Inquisitor series. I would love to see an Inquisitor series. Mm. But why are we spending so much time on Leia? Why did we have to spend so much time getting Obi-Wan to meet the Inquisitors if that was the story you were going to go for? Because ultimately, it comes down to the dialogue between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and their whole history. I want to hear that dialogue, and then I want to see them fight. And that's what yeah. we're going to lead up to. I, I was shocked that there was no lightsaber fight in, in two the episodes. first two episodes. So we yeah. literally only have four episodes left. I'm I'm curious if if they're saving Obi-Wan's lightsaber duel anytime that, or him breaking it out for um for Darth Vader. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Maybe. they're gonna like you you save that moment because it's going to be so like oh <gasps> mm. for that. I don't I mean I don't know, but it's possible. <clears throat> But I also just don't buy that he's that weak. I know he spent like 10 years in a desert, but where we left him, he was so powerful. He he had the skill of Yoda and the power of Mace Windu. And he was the guy that took down Anakin, who was the one. And now he, he he's either blocked himself off from the Force or he's so in trauma because of what he did or didn't see what Anakin did that he no longer can function as a Jedi because it was so hard for him to do that one force thing, uh, which was tiny, you know, tiny little person. <laughs> uh, yeah. W what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I could see, I could see that. I mean, I could see because it's, he's, he's put all of that away, uh, partially for, um, for protection, not only of himself, but of Luke and Leia. You for know, Luke, yeah, because he's lying low, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so I could see, you know, because they would be able to sense the force, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, so, I mean, I can see like him being, like it being, becoming diminished in some capacity for him mm. uh, because he's not been reliant on it at all. He's not, you know, he's it's basically not like just riding a bike. He's got to ride a tricycle yeah, first. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I mean, I don't. But you see, like Luke, you know, through um, 
empire. I mean, he has to learn how to use it. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's not, and we know that Yoda is like but, continuously communing with the force. And so because of that, he's always like in it. Yeah, but you know, even in the recap at the beginning of this episode, which was great, I really like the recap. I thought mm. it's a nice way to put it. But there's that line <laughs> from Yoda where he says, "I've got something to teach you from your master," and it seems like he hasn't been taught because he was trying to talk to his master, and there was no, there was no we'll see voice that. there. So. But that's how I, yeah, that's how I took it. That maybe he didn't do that. Maybe he didn't follow that. Even though Yoda was like, "I want you to do this," mm. he didn't through either depression or you know, out of protection or whatever that is. I mean, who knows, you know, just being in hiding and, um, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I can see okay. how I, I can no, see Okay. okay. So those are all the, my negatives, but let's talk about the things that really worked so that people don't think that I've absolutely hated. I love Obi-Wan. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite character, which is why I was so into it. I'm like, mm. but I want this from it. I want this. The Inquisitor moments when the Inquisitor's running across the root, rooftop that's chasing him, that's, I feel is absolutely one of the Padawans that escaped at the beginning. I think that's why they showed mm. us that. Um, definitely one of the, so she's grown up with a definitely, I hate you. This is partly your fault. Why didn't you keep your, um, your trainee? If you had known what your trainee was doing, none of this would have happened sort of thing. I now hold a deep grudge to you. I'm going to take you out sort of thing. Mm. And she's running across the rooftops and she's using yeah. force along the way like she spun around that pole like that was so great mm. to see almost like park core with the force in conjunction and you know straight away that um she's super super strong super powerful and if she were to fight obi-wan now i'm not sure obi-wan would win like i think he might die yeah mm -hmm. um problem is she killed the grand inquisitor but the Grand Inquisitor shouldn't be dead because he's also in the Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> so but, maybe he gets put into a Bacta, a Bacta tank and he's not actually dead. But see, is he... Can there be more than one Grand Inquisitor? Like, but it's, because it's the it, same Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, so the, the facial things, they look like the oh, same okay. character. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So every time I was like, that's cool, but why? I, maybe I just... I just need to put it all aside and it doesn't matter. It's just, just enjoy for what it is. <laughs> Maybe see, cause I haven't watched all of the, um, the clone wars or the, the rebels wars and all that. Or, yeah. yeah. I've seen little bits here and there. It's funny. Um, cause I'd be like, I'm not a fan. I'm not a real fan of star Wars. And then be like, wait a minute. I think I've seen everything. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. Does that make me a fan? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes you very knowledgeable at the, uh, at least yeah. to me. Like mine, I you know because I haven't. I would be called like a fake fan, even though right. I'm not a fake fan. I I I enjoy the movies. Oh, somebody called me out because um, I really like the prequels. And they're like, oh, you're one of those people that like the prequels and Jar Jar Binks. Like, I find Jar Jar hilarious. He doesn't irritate me like it <laughs> seems like everybody else. I always quote him. Are you like, yes, Jar Jar? You set up blue bomb, and he goes. Uh, how does he go? Me so that I have the blue bomb. It cracks me up. Like the the way he talks was hilarious, and the fact that everybody says 
there's like deep law that he could be a Sith Lord. Uh, and if you look, <laughs> you look along the way, the reason like how he survived, why he survived, what he's doing in between. Maybe he is the ultimate master and he's been the one controlling everything. <laughs> I love the strings. I mean, it's not, but it, it's amazing to think that. Uh, yeah, that would be that'd be really cool. I loved like I'm not a fan of the uh, Phantom Menace. Uh, and me and my boys actually were oh, talking you, you about this like yesterday. I'm not, yeah, I'm not too much. Um, two and three, though, I hmm. love those. I mean, those are wow. Like especially now as as I go back to them each time, like I'm like, wow, I really enjoy this one, and you know, I enjoy it more and more each time, and just the developments within there. So. How can you not like the Phantom Menace? It's got Jewel of Fate. It's got uh, that epic Qui-Gon battle with uh, Obi-Wan. I'm not saying that there's not great points in there. I just, as a whole, I just I, I didn't enjoy it. Like, okay, we'll even take- There's always um, a bigger fish. Oh. Take, we'll take, what's it called? Um, the, the, the Aggressive one, Negotiations. Uh, eight, episode <laughs> not eight. Yeah, eight. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, yeah, I, there, there are a lot of things within that movie that I don't like, but there are some really cool mm. parts in it too that I really enjoy. So it's not, you know, I mean, it's the Lost Jedi. Y- yes, yes, is that um, the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, I mean, there's there's portions of it that I think are really good, um, but on mm. the whole, that's not a movie that I really like to revisit. So can't be a real yeah. fan then. Star Wars fans well, never complain about anything, Chris. We we love everything, and we're generally nice to everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, gauntlet has been thrown right there. Oh, ding. <laughs> oh, oh, the truth yeah. and lies within that one statement there. What lies? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there were moments I really liked. Um, I'm probably going to enjoy watching it again. Like once my expectation has been sorted out and my ideas are mm-hmm. like, okay, so it's not this, but it is this. Like sure. there are certain series, like The Mandalorian, I loved the first time, loved it even more the second time because oh. there were things I, I never saw. Uh, sure. They put so much time and effort. I love the look of Obi-Wan. I think it looks amazing, uh, especially that new stage that they work on they get so much more freedom you know it's not green screen anymore it's just actually there uh, on a curved screen which is incredible immersive yeah Yeah. Uh so Uh, okay so these were not the thing not the best things that you watched (laughs) (laughs) wow um i was actually going to talk about ricky gervais's um new comedy Mm -hmm. um it's his first special in seven years, and Ricky Gervais slings his trademark snark at celebrity, mortality, and society. What I like about Ricky Gervais is that he insults everyone <laughs> and everything. Nothing is off the table. So I think that way it makes it fair. Uh, sure. He also takes time to explain that he is actually making a joke. So when he's making jokes at transgender or or transphobic or people that are you know are gay or lesbian or um he'll go for the politics side of things or make a a donald trump joke and like that's not me saying it that's the comedian saying it like i don't actually believe these things and he's trying to really help people understand what comedy is and it's Mm. such a weird world we live in now where people have to be explained that this is comedy because we live in a world now where you can say a joke and somebody will get up and physically assault you. Uh, True. You know, we, we, 
uh, <laughs> we had the Oscars, and we also had um, uh, there was another stand-up, oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave yeah. Chappelle. You know, it's just happening. It was like people are way too offended. You go to a comedy session, it's going to tell jokes that you're probably going to find offensive and some that you'll laugh at and some that you are know that are offensive, but it's okay to laugh at, which is why the comedian is saying it. A true test of the formula is whether Kirsten can watch it and laugh and not be offended. And she laughed the whole way through. And she was also going, oh, he didn't just say that. Literally for the words, <laughs> I can't believe he just said that. Because he says stuff that is so out there, so wow. Like if you uttered that in the streets, you would be stoned. But mm. because it's Ricky Gervais saying it in the in in a closed space. I also like it that it, it's just what he says is truthful. But it's funny because it's human. So it's it's he says things that we're probably all thought, but we in this, especially in today's society, um, you know, you, you probably can't say without being stoned yourself. And yeah. he says it and gets away with it mostly. I think um, I did laugh a lot of the time. Half of my laughing was inward breathing and gasping. I think. <laughs> uh, so if you like Ricky Gervais, yeah, it was like, <laughs> what did you actually just say? It's, you know, when he starts getting to like women, what they wear, especially if you're like Indian and talking about like the coverings and stuff. Um, <laughs> I was just like, dude, <laughs> dude, it's that sort of reaction. I guess if you're going to piss people off, just piss everybody off. No, exactly. And then then it's, it's fair, e right? Yeah, yeah. It's equal opportunity. Yeah. All yeah. the way around. He makes fun him. of himself as well, which I really like. Um, he talks about being rich. He, he, he's talking about like, when you get like the one, 1% of people that, you know, you, we only have like, there's still only 20% people or 5% people that are gay and 2% people that are this. And he said, and you know, you get the one PC one percent that are like multi-millionaires. Nobody knows what what we go through. I'm in the one one percent. You know, you, nobody thinks about us. Where's our dem dem demographic? And it it was really funny because he, you know, he realizes that, of course, he's not quite in the world. He is a multi-million. He talks yep. about going to the um, gym. He could go to every gym in the UK, drop two grand, and never go to the gym just because he's that sort of silly rich. Um, so he makes fun of himself as well. So <laughs> it's great. And if you like Ricky Gervais anyway, I think you're going to find he's writing just real. You know, his TV series is Afterlife is fantastic and so real. Mm. Um, Fun. Yeah. And that's on Netflix, right? That's that on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. Too. Yeah. It was a nice. Netflix original that they, it's quite funny throughout the Netflix special. He knows, he says, don't worry netflix has bought this already so they can't go back on their word and then the joke he says he goes well that's never staying in there he says that a number of times like the things he knows he said uh or when he's laughing he goes i can't i can't this is a stupid joke and he said they're never gonna allow that to keep in there and the fact that they've allowed it to stay in there makes it that much more special <laughs> or, or like wrong yeah oh that's good Right on. I may have to check that one out. I'm not a huge Ricky Gervais fan. Um, mm. No, I can totally understand that. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 while I can appreciate the humor, sometimes <laughs> the discomfort that comes from it is just, yeah. it's too much. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it rides that line too much. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. if I'm enjoying this or not. You know? No, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, outstanding.
Well, anything else on your list? No, that's it. Yeah. All right. So we're going to continue in the nonsense. Uh, we're going to talk about some news and what we're looking forward to that is coming up this week. Um, I don't know about you. Uh, I, it's been kind of, for me, a, a lighter news week, but happy to report that both of the things that I have are somewhat positive. So I'm at least, mm. I'm happy about that. Um, there are, well, no, I guess I could share um, a couple of sad ones too, if we wanted to. Um, I don't know if they're on your radar or not. Um, well, yeah, we know that Ray Liotta uh, died this week, which was sad. That was sad. Yeah, that was. It was also out of nowhere. He was busy filming. We don't know why he died. Yeah, just in his um, sleep. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, um, oh, and I can't remember. Andy Graham? No, that's not. Um, from Depeche Mode. Also passed oh, away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I mean, we, we I know that that more people die. There was actually the, the massive tragedy also this week um, in Texas. Yeah, which that, is that was horrific. Horrendous. Yeah. Uh, I, that could start a real big rant from me. And I don't think we need to, to go into that. But Yeah. Yeah. yeah let's, yeah. Let, let's avoid that because yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Um, let's go for the fun. <clears throat> yes. Um, <laughs> goodness. Okay. Do you, you want to go? You want me to go? Yeah, sure. Uh, there is a Twitter account called Giant Freaking Robot, which is a great name. <laughs> um, and they reported that Ben Affleck has been offered a staggering, staggering $30 million to come back to the DCU as Batman and and lead an adaptation of Crisis on Infinite Earths. How many Batmans do we need at one time? I don't, don't know, but I guess because Crisis on Infinite Earth could be like an alternate, it's an alternate uh, Earth. Sure. So, is this like, yeah. the, this is, this would be DC's multiverse? Is that what? Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. Uh, and I liked Ben Affleck and I don't think he got his due. I think at the time, it, this is so weird because there is this zeitgeist thing of, especially with like Twitter worlds controlling a lot of the public zeitgeist where people go, yeah, I don't like this thing. And everybody goes, yeah, I don't like that either. And then that somehow influences actual money mm. and companies. And then Ben Affleck gets like memed to oblivion, uh, like with being depressed because he thinks people don't like his Batman. But in actual fact, people love his Batman. They might not have loved the film, but his Batman was amazing. Um, and and the director's cut of Batman versus Superman, I think, is great, much better than um, the original. Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that we need it, and we have a lot going on with Batman at the moment. We're we're even getting an animated show, Batman, mm. a new one. So. Like I like Ben Affleck. I think I think he's a wonderful actor, and I think he's an amazing director. So I I don't know. Um, I haven't seen all of the director's cut of Batman versus Superman. Um, so yeah, I can't. Not all of it. Okay. Yeah, I, start, I started watching it and then got distracted and then never went back to it. Um, <laughs> but okay. like, so yeah, I don't I don't think that he's ever gotten his full due. As Batman, you know what I mean? Like like a really yeah. fair shake. Like, Yeah, that's what I want. That's all I want. Also, with uh, for Superman, Henry Cavill to finish his story, because he's never been able to do that. They just kind of dropped him. 
Yeah. And that's like, oh, okay. That, yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, because you think about, too, like, the only real Batman movie that has Ben Affleck is Batman versus Superman. Is that correct? Yeah. So, um, like, he's a little bit in as in Superman, in the origin Superman. He's okay. the, like, but, but as Bruce Wayne, not as Batman. But it's not been, I mean, but even think, like, even the Batman movie has not really been the Batman movie because it's No, he got, hasn't had a, he hasn't had his time to shine yet as the Batman. Yeah. So that I mean I think that that did him a little dirty, you know, mm. within there that so it's hard to justify or I don't know. Not justify. That's not the right word. That's not what I was looking for. Uh, Cuz if you think of Christopher Reeves Batman, that's all Batman against these kind of villains. Christopher yeah. Reeves? Christian Bale. Uh not Christopher Reeves, Christian. <laughs> no. Um Reeves. Uh the the latest Batman. What's his Oh, director's name Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reeves, Reeves, Reeves. <laughs> well, that and, was Superman. And the other one is Superman. Yeah, oh, it's too similar. Yes. Oh, huh. that's my dyslexic brain going. Yeah, put those two things together. Yeah, no, well, and easy to do, especially when they share the last name and it's within the same superhero universe. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could, I guess I could see that. I, w- I don't know enough about that story. I think, though we're a little inundated with with batman and i don't know the, the i guess maybe if it's a different multiverse but i don't really i'm not sure i want another multiverse movie cuz we had you know doctor strange which was fun but we had uh, everything everywhere all at once which was phenomenal that that was actually a multiverse movie yeah. <laughs> that yep. should have been the doctor strange multiverse movie exactly so that's mm, mm. yeah mm. I would I, personally, I would just like to watch Ben Affleck go star in a different movie and not Deep Water. Um, I would, <laughs> yeah, you know, or put him behind the camera. Uh, I mean, I, I was going to say, let him direct a Batman movie. I think that could oh, be great. That could, that could be really good. I mean, yeah. he, yeah, I, he's a good director. He really is, and I think, I mean, Argo is still one of my favorite movies. Ah, so, such a good film. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. Um. Well, all right. Um, did you were you ever a fan of the was it HBO? I think the series True Detective. You- um, it was too dark for me. Okay. I watched the first episode and went nah. Okay. At at the time in my life, I didn't need th- that depressing. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. yeah the The first season is phenomenal. Um, yes. I, I was not a fan of the second season and I think okay. some of that could be because it was so tonally different that my brain mm. didn't necessarily shift correctly. Uh, so I'm willing to, you know, maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. I just, I found it very hard to become invested in any of the characters or the case. Um, and mm. it's not because like you had what Colin Farrell and, um, oh, why did his name just, uh, he plays what Fisk in, um, in, Spider-Man. Daredevil. The, yeah, and Daredevil, the um, the actor. He's tall. Oh. Uh, um, uh, yeah. You know uh, I don't about? know his Crap. name. Vincent D'Onofrio. There we go. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I think he's in there, too. Yeah. So that, that, that season he was- He was in Hawkeye. Yes, exactly. Um, so I wasn't I wasn't a fan of season two. Uh, season three with Mahershala Ali was, was great. I don't think it was oh. still as good as the first season. They have announced, though- that a fourth season of True Detective is coming, and it stars okay. it stars Jodie Foster. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. If I wonder if they're going to go the route of the serial killer route. Because isn't that normally what it is? It's Yes. Yes. And so, you know, but it's really, I mean, because a lot of it's really, fo- while you're focused on the case, I mean, you're also yeah. focused on the detectives themselves. I mean, just their yeah, interactions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I could totally see this being like Silence of the Lambs too. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I, if I'm down for that. Jodie yeah. Foster's a fantastic actress. Yes. So. Yes. So. Are they standalone stories? They're Yes, they're not connected. So nice. you can. Like yeah. The Sinner, you could almost watch different same detective, but different stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one, I mean, like if you were if you were ever going to go, if you were looking for like you wanted to watch it, I would watch my my uh, order would be season one of True Detective, season three, and then maybe season two. Um, okay, yeah, Woody Harrelson nice. and um, Matthew McConaughey in season one. Yeah. <sighs> Man, I mean, they're phenomenal actors. Yeah, yeah. And then you put them together, and I believe yeah. that they kind of um, they swapped their um, philosophical beliefs in real life for their characters. Like, really? so okay. yeah. So I think I believe Woody Harrelson is in real life. He's um, like atheist or maybe agnostic, and Matthew McConaughey mm. is. Um, yeah, no, he's Christian a or something. Christian, yeah. Matthew and and yeah. for this though, they they flip flopped. So their characters, you know, so Matthew McConaughey okay. is playing somebody who's atheist or agnostic. So it, it just it adds a whole different yeah, that's, dimension that's to that. Interesting. And, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh, were you ever a fan of the Speed Racer movie? Oh my gosh, the Wachowskis. I I know I'm in the minority. I love that movie. Ah, oh, good. I'm so glad you said yes. I, I'm a big fan. Our love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a really fun film. I, I, I think people just don't get it. I think that's what it is. It's so out there. It's bonkers. It's crazy. It's, it's the Wachowskis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be- yeah, yeah. Colorful. Oh, my gosh. Oh, love it. Yes. So, um, Apple TV Plus and J.J. Abrams are set to do a live action Speed Racer series. I saw that. But I, mm. here's the thing that that um, that I don't know about. I only saw the questions from a lot of the comments. Where apparently J.J. Abrams has already committed to doing a couple of different shows or seasons of shows or something like that that he has not delivered yeah. on. So I really uh, yeah. for for Warner. Yeah, I saw a tweet in that. I think there's just a big thing going down with mm. them. They need to iron out some issues. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounded like it was like a over a hundred million dollar contract that's just up in the air because he hasn't delivered yet. But he's just as far as I'm aware as a producer or producer executive on some of those. Mm. So it might be more to do with the people who haven't finished their projects yet and he hasn't gotcha. it's like being like a project leader. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. behind. Give some more time please. Uh but JJ's fantastically creative. Mm-hmm. It does worry me that he might be spread too thin um but maybe it's the jj team rather than just jj i imagine he's got a team of people working around him uh but i still want to see it like i'm excited for that well and think about how he rebooted star trek exactly okay that so you take a beloved series which i i i'm not a trekkie i enjoyed the william shatner you know, I enjoyed mm. some of those movies. I never really watched any of the other 
plethora I've of I've seen series. all of them. Okay. Yeah. Which mm. I know that some are wonderful, some are maybe a little less than. Um, yep. Even some of the new ones that have just come out are supposedly phenomenal, which I think that's great. Um, I just haven't – I have to make choices. You know what I mean? But Picard's not great. You, you can okay. We that. can skip that yeah. one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like, so if I look at, okay, he took, he took an old beloved franchise and reinvigorated it and made it into something, you know, and he, he, he paid, he paid homage to it and he kept the spirit of it, which then allowed him though, to do something different within it using the exact same characters and have it make sense. So I love that. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, I think to watch a Speed Racer series could be really fun. I think it's going to come down to what type of tone are they going for? You know, because the the cartoon show is goofy and, mm. and you know, um, and actually now if you go back to rewatch it, I think it's unwatchable. Um, yeah, it's it, dated. It's yeah. really bad. It's better in mm. your mind, you know. But there is some stuff that I've gone back to recently where I've watched. It's like, yeah, I should have just not come, come <laughs> back to. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know, I like if I want to, and I really want to know who's starring in it. I mean, I know that this has just been announced, but yeah. I think, I mean, it could have potential there. Do you think they're going to do like a ton of green screen like the Wachowskis did, or do you think it's going to be more grounded in reality, or what do you? Well, think? I think what Disney is doing now is set the bar for how we do things. Mm. Cause there's a lot of um, companies or, or film people that are using that they're hiring out the sets and the design. I think there's one company that's even they've bought the rights, like the license to reproduce what Disney have done. Oh, okay. Because in, in the long run, it saves so much money. Um, you don't have to build the sets, but you also have the actors. So you film the location as you're going. You don't have to pre-build it. Mm -hmm. It's there. So it's it's just doubling down on so much that works in screen at that time. So, yeah, hopefully if they do something like that, then um, it won't be it won't look as green screen. I think that's probably one drawback from the film, especially if you watch it now, is that, you, you know, some most of the world is green screen. Yeah. But uh, if you do it this way, it could be that. It's not. We certainly live in interesting times when it comes to filmmaking because we keep pushing the boundaries and coming up with new ways to make things look better or easier. Yeah. And there's a the weird balance between doing everything in screen, but also having physical, tangible stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Ghostbusters Afterlife recently did lots of CG, great uh, use of uh, special effects, and then they did physical monster creations, mm -hmm. and that worked as well. There was the, the dog monster that was like physical <laughs> for some of it, and then CG. So, yeah. There is no Dana. There is only Zool. <laughs> Goes with the Gozerian. <laughs> yeah. Are you the key master? <laughs> <laughs> I want you inside me. Yeah, sounds pretty crowded uh, in there already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, fun. Um, so this week, um, you know, Star Wars Celebration was going on in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, and so Disney was releasing some of their uh, some of their teaser trailers or just some information. So much cool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was also announced that the next Star Wars movie to arrive is going to come supposedly, hopefully, in 2023, which is only next mm -hmm. year. And yeah. it's going to be directed by Taika Waititi. 
Like, so it's been yeah. confirmed now. You know, there were there were the grumblings, there were the the rumors, but now it is mm. confirmed. And so is that his next project then? Because I guess he's he's going to be doing the the press list, f- the the roundup for Love and Thunder. He's got one other project before the Star Wars one. So after he finishes this next movie, then he moves on to Star Wars. So I'm, which is, it which, can't be next year then. I, yeah, I don't know, and maybe he's already. There's no he, ways you film and put it out. At, well, see, I think, yeah. I think, um, I mean, Love and Thunder is done. Pretty much, right? Yeah, it's just it's just press stuff now. Yeah. yeah. So my guess is that he's so he's been done for a little bit on that, and so now, you know, either starting, you know, it's in pre-production or whatever his next project is, you know, and so they'll be finishing that up. I don't know. I mean, maybe my guess would be end of 2023, which is still not a very big turnaround time, and I don't know the scope mm. of his next project either. I don't know if it's a smaller film. Um, Could be an indie, you know, and he's because he does do like doing some indie stuff. Oh yeah, he loves he loves that stuff. So Hunt for it the could wilder be people, quick, phenomenal. Yeah, oh, I love that movie yeah. so much. I mean, even Jojo Rabbit, um, I think, you know, small. Don't film. get me wrong, I'm not I'm not sad. Like if that's actually coming next year, that's so great. A Taika Star Wars project? Come on. Are you curious, like what kind of freedom he's going to have? <sighs> You'd be stupid to take on a director like Taika and then handhold him. Like, mm, why bother getting a director? If you just want somebody to be a shadow director and do paint by the numbers, then don't pay him $25 million. Get yeah. someone for $5 million, have him a shadow director under a pseudonym name or something and have someone that you trust to be like a producer to handhold the, the director that you got. And because you wouldn't get Taika after watching the last... Um, <clears throat> Thor movie no. and go. No, let's not use him where he's great at. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> it could be the first Star Wars movie that has an interesting comedic tone to it, but also has character at its core. Like he won't be afraid of actually showing us what Force powers can do in a big way, mm-hmm. but also grounding it with character and then making us laugh. So he'll he'll I guarantee he'll gut punch us. He'll he'll be like. We're loving the character. We're laughing out loud. And then he'll just be like, bam, now take this. And then he'll have you laughing in the next moment, which is classic Marvel kind of stuff. But seeing that, how that works in Star Wars, I think, I think fans will eat it up. There will obviously be those that will be grumbled. And I know there's, there's, there's some core people that don't like the the Thor from (laughs) Titan. Yeah. Anything (laughs) don't like breathing. They just want to see the world burn. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sort of thing. But I love Taika's work. I'm so excited for Love and Thunder because I saw some stills. I refused to watch the latest trailer, but I saw some stills from it. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's gone dark, but still keeping that comedy. Yeah. Love it. I, I'm really excited for it because I think, like, you know, it's my favorite Marvel film. It's at the number one spot. Yeah. Ragnarok is. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if this could knock out that number one. Yeah, I don't know. And I, I like, I agree. The, the infusion of comedy, but making it work. That's the thing that mm. that always gets me. Like, I think to um, <clears throat> going back to Last Jedi, some of the things that I mm. didn't like in that film is that whole opening scene with um, Oscar Isaac, who I like as an actor, but him yeah. in this role in that opening scene of Last Jedi, just it felt sophomoric. It felt just mm. very juvenile and the comedy didn't work, you know, uh-huh. like it was, at least for me, I didn't, I didn't find it funny. I found it more annoying and really just completely tonally out of place 
within there, mm. even for the character. But I think Taika could give us something that allows the comedy to be natural and feel natural and fit within the the element there. And then you're right, give us that gut punch. And because he's he's developed these characters and the story arc so that it it becomes impactful. You know, I mean you can mm. you can maybe put our guard down a little bit with some of the comedy, you know, and it, it loosens you up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, holy crap, I'm totally invested in these characters and I didn't really understand how I got from here to here in this exactly. emotional yeah. journey. I was just there, yeah. you know, and I, I like I was there for the journey and I appreciated it and I'm I'm fully invested. And so now when something bad happens, I'm like, ooh. Um, I mean, for those listening, if you don't think that Taika can do emotional comedy and you're not a fan of like the Ragnarok or superhero films, watch Hunt for the Wilder People because that is a, perfect example of dry wit but has such emotional depth and character development that it's impossible not to love that film once you've seen it like you're just it's so good and sam neill my goodness <laughs> yes. one of the best roles i've seen him in the, the whole movie yeah just it like that blew me away and i was late to the party on that one like it had been out mm. for years and years and i saw it and i was just like oh my gosh yeah <clears throat> it's so good yeah, it really is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, jumping on to the next thing, uh, back to Netflix. Have you ever heard of a, a card game called Exploding Kittens? Dude, I have every version of Exploding Kittens. Oh, do you? We oh, love Exploding Kittens. Oh, yeah, my well. gosh. We have, like, when we got Imploding Kittens, I think, with the cone of shame. <laughs> um, I have pictures still of my youngest son having to wear the cone of shame. It will. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've never played imploding that sounds amazing oh my gosh and i got yeah well they've even had other uh week and yeah there's been, a bear one as well oh yeah a bear oh gosh here let me pull it it's right next to me <laughs> nobody else is going to be able to see this it's bears versus babies look at this oh it's got gosh. a it's got a furry box oh my gosh uh, dude it is <clears throat> there's yeah i have <laughs> I have. Why are you listening to this? Pull up Google and uh, find out what uh, Exploding Kittens is. Dude, Exploding Kittens is one of the greatest um, casual card games you can play. It's so much fun. And yeah. It's great. (sighs) Take it like if you're going to a restaurant with your family and you you find like conversation is dulling or you just like everybody's on their phones, take Exploding Kittens with you while you wait for your food and you're talking because guaranteed you will love. You will love it. You will laugh your heads off. It's so good. Anyway, so the reason why I brought that up is um, Exploding Kittens. Can Exploding Kittens, this is from Todd Spangler, um, can Exploding Kittens bring some pyrotechnics to Netflix's uh, nascent games strategy? Very wordy. But anyway, Exploding Kittens, the game, is set to launch on the streamer's apps on May 31st and will eventually feature cards. Bless you. Goodness. Oh my gosh. I'm sneezing so much today. Allergy season. Uh, Feature cards. Yeah, it is. Keying off Netflix's animated series based on the card game set to arrive in 2023, starring Tom Ellis and Lucy Liu. (laughs) Yeah. Did I just blow your mind? (laughs) So many questions. So many questions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> firstly how is there an animated series of a, this weird what does that mean how does what's that also the devil tom ellis um <laughs> and lucy lou I, I 
I you, mm. <laughs> and then we're getting a card version of the game, dude. Okay, so digital. Like I have never, I've never logged on to Netflix to play their games on my phone or on the mobile app. But yeah, if I know that I could play with some of my friends or my family, because that's what I was thinking, we could do like online exploding kittens. It would be amazing. Exactly that. <laughs> that has me very intrigued because I think that would be a lot of fun, you know. Because now you take to this watch as well. Bit. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be. Oh my goodness, that would be. Dude, I'm down for that. I, I'm like, I'm if curious. This, if this turns out to be a thing, we could even play with a few of our fans. You know, create a. Oh, that would be fun. Create an online group where we log in together and see and just play a game. It's oh. genius. So I'm very happy. I'm very happy for that. <laughs> that would be, yes, that would be a lot of fun. Now, I'm totally down for that. I'm not sure about the animated series because I have zero clue how you how you even translate that. In. I, I got faith in their animated department. Also, Tom Ellis, I doubt very much he would sign up to something that wouldn't you know, intrigue him. And Lucy Lou. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Both, of, I mean, bring massive talent to the, to the, per I just, <laughs> what's the story? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how. Who knows? But it's interesting to me that they could even come up with a story from that card game. <laughs> but I tell you what, I just this discussion alone has made me want to play the game. I think today, um, <laughs> you know, I'm sit down with the my wife and my youngest, and maybe if we have a little bit of time, we'll play a quick round or something because that is oh, that's so good. <laughs> Um, talking about games, uh, we'll stick to video games. Sony has confirmed that they are doing a God of War series, um, mm -hmm. and they're working with Amazon to do that. And Netflix are doing a Horizon Zero Dawn series. <laughs> no game is, no AAA game is safe anymore. HBO doing The Last of Us, Amazon are doing God of War, and Netflix are doing Zero Dawn Horizon. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, talk to me again when they're, you know, they're out. Yeah. And then we can, we address it because so many of these projects are years away. Who knows if they're going to be any good. Well, and I think, I think the, sh the bummer thing is, well, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> there's such a plethora of new stuff that has yet to be on, you know, tapped that, that mm. we've never seen like original, original content. And because you're not doing um, a requel or a reboot or a sequel, you're just adapting a game now. I, I, I don't know. I, but I say all that, and then Arcane is in my head. You know, now I've never played Arcane, mm. but whoa! I mean, if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a series, and you're gonna <laughs> hard yeah, to talk. And the that second one. series has been confirmed; it's coming. Oh my gosh! So good. So. I mean, there is that. Um, yeah. Yep. Could be good. We'll just, we'll, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Yeah. Talking about things that we love, though, uh, The Mandalorian and Grogu continue their journey in mm. season three of The Mandalorian, streaming February 2023. There is a leaked trailer of someone that was obviously there. Oh, and they Star were, Wars, yeah. They were like, obviously had their phone, you know, Star Wars, and they're like dipping their camera, and you <laughs> see half the screen, and everybody's like, can't you, you know, tilt your camera up it's like obviously not he's not meant to be filming at all i'm surprised disney haven't released the full trailer now that that is out and you know like a million people have seen it already yeah uh, and that guy's channel he has like 800 subscribers <laughs> uh but 
he's you know that that book kill your channel done like, oh, they'll yeah. just ban you outright yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's a that's a big strike uh, right there oh goodness. oh yes um i'm excited to talk about this one this is interesting i didn't tell you i don't think i spoke about it but i got sent a copy of morbius on blu-ray i'd never seen it i'd, I'd managed to keep away from it and we sat down with my family to watch it because I was like, is it really as bad as like everybody was talking about? And we watched it and we kind of enjoyed it. But it was really annoying when we got to the end. We were like, that's where it ends. It really feels like the, the story has just started. That was the biggest complaint for us. We were like, and now what? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it just stopped. It's like, really? And it's super short. It's like an hour and a half long. We're yes. like, out of everything you've just started, and it also very, very much feels like they went, this is an adult film, but we're making it uh, a kid-friendly PG. Because, uh, like, there was, where there should be blood and violence, there was nothing. No blood, like, yeah. It was like, and I was like, oh, come on. This is a vampire dude. He's, he's, yeah. And it looks so cool. I did love the flying about and the, the way he was, like, teleporting. It reminded me a lot of X-Men, um, mm. that kind of teleportation thing. There were moments, and I thought, oh, that was cool. I thought Matt Smith eating the film like definitely the probably the most entertaining thing about the film yeah. is matt smith's being badass I, I wanted to see more of that that was good the thing is the the, the extra features on the film are way better than the movie the oh. making of it the deleted scenes oh really they're so good the oh. making of it is incredible like oh that's how you did that you the mounts of effort and filmmaking movie magic that goes into it. It's worth buying the film just to watch those, you know, those special features, the making of the deleted scenes, all of that. And it was also interesting to see him act like a human being. Cause I often see that actor as a, like a crazy person and sure. he's got his own cult and stuff, but he was just like talking normally and talking like really intelligently, like normal, like not putting on a persona or mm -hmm. not living in that character. Yeah. Cause he's one of those actors that's known to be in character the whole time. Right. Like yeah. when he was Joker sending people dead mouses in a box or something, you know, oh, it, that, that was his like, come on, man, seriously, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> Stop it. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I talked about that, there is this thing called The Summer of Sam. Not The Summer of Sam, that's a serial killer movie. The Summer of Morbius. And it continues as Morbin trends for the third straight day. This is comicbook.com. So this is, this is this weird zeitgeist thing. Yes. How people are talking about Morbius being actually brilliant. The thing is, people are talking about it so much, it's trending. Yes. And... <laughs> the worry is that this yes. is what people are worried about <laughs> is that you're talking about it so much you actually get a green light the second movie <laughs> which i think is gonna happen because people are like this is the best movie ever yeah the, the, the yeah the troll <laughs> the trolling in the meme like i saw one and it was um it was like this exact same like thought line and then it was oh. like oh god what have we done you know what have we done <laughs> just, this this has backfired horribly <laughs> yes it's like you know i like i saw one i saw another meme where it was um it was posting you know morbius now the number one movie on the apple tv plus app it, and and the the, the <laughs> oh you know the, the quote of the meme was like, well, that's a weird flex, but I mean, just the <laughs> app. It's not like the number one movie on iTunes or anything like that. It was just, yeah. it was it was very weird. Um, <laughs> okay, so did you watch the uh, the deleted or not the deleted scenes, the post credit scenes? Uh, yes, and I <laughs> don't understand this. <laughs> 
I was so confused. I was like, but why? How? Yeah. I, <laughs> this doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense at all. Makes it actually sense. ruins the movie, to be honest. If they'd left it off, the movie would have been better. Yeah, well, because think about it. Like, So Vulture, like Doctor uh, Strange corrects the timeline, supposedly. Mm. You know, um, all the all the spider people go back to their their original places. Nobody knows who Spider Man or that Spider Man is Peter Parker. All good to go. Um, yeah. But Vulture, for some reason, is transported out of his universe and into the one with Morbius, and yeah. then somehow he has his costume. Yeah, I don't understand. That makes How? no sense at all. He's definitely the same Vulture as well because yes. it's the same actor. Well, and we see unless him, it's a multiverse. Well, and that's we, we, it's explained that he, you know, he he appears in the prison, and they like they yeah. let him go because they, they they don't have any record of him being in prison. Everything to yeah, yeah. He, we don't know who he is. Yeah, yeah, uh. yeah I don't know. I just I, <laughs> hey, the bonus is you didn't have to pay for that, so you got to watch the movie <laughs> for free. <laughs> I did, and you know. It, Maybe because our expectations were so low. We mm, were like, that's not true. nearly as bad as everybody was making it out to be. And there were definitely moments where we enjoyed. Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but deleted scenes, making of, way to go. That's that's the reason to check <laughs> this out then. Okay. Yeah, Good to know. I'm, it's just terrible. I'm not it's a buy- terrible thing to say about a film. I, I'm not buying the movie, though, to watch this. I just, no. Do it. No. No, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm not even sorry. No, I'm not going to. I just, I. <laughs> All right. Oh, and now for some more good news. Yes. Not, not, not Morbius related. So Netflix coming up, they're doing, they're doing this thing recently. They've been doing this thing every year now called Geeked Week. Yes. And coming up on the 6th. Uh, so 6th of June, 7th of June, 8th of June, 9th of June, 10th of June. They are doing a whole showcase of all this stuff that they've got coming up, which gives us an idea of how close they are to new seasons. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what's coming out soon. So this is all stuff that's coming out like within this year and probably the beginning of next year, but it, which is very exciting. So if I just read the list of stuff that they're Monday, they've got the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. So we know... <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. I've got something stuck in my throat. Probably bullcrap. Yeah, okay. So we know the Umbrella Academy Season 3 is coming out pretty soon. I think that's like a couple of weeks away. The Sandman. Oh. um, Yeah, Resident Evil. Those are their three big titles for that day. And then in little writing, they've got One Piece, First Kill, Alice in Borderland, All of Us Are Dead, (gasps) Fate, yeah, all of us are dead. That means we're getting a second season of that. And Alice, and in, Alice Borderland. in Borderland. Yes. So excited. Yes. Fate, uh, the Winx saga, Lock and Key. I was surprised by that. Isn't I didn't that, think we were the, getting any more. That's the final season, isn't it? Because wasn't it canceled? Didn't they? Yeah, that's what I thought. I th- didn't think we were getting any more. So this must be the final season. They're just re- yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Manifest. School Tales the series, never heard about that. No. Shadow and Bone, finally oh, getting some information finally, about that. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> Sweet Tooth, yes. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the Midnight Club, which I don't know much about. Vikings Valhalla, so they're on it already for the nice. second season. Warrior Nun, which 
cracked oh, me up because no, I'm I, still angry with them. I thought that was canceled. But I it's thought not. that was canceled too. No. Nope. Yeah, talk about a show no, that should have been canceled. Mid punch. Apparently it did so well in numbers. Like I was reading up on it. It was like top, like number one for weeks in like a number of countries on the, like the watching this. So yeah, that's coming back. And it pissed me off so much because they literally finished mid punch. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and it, then is carry on. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I was just expressing frustration also. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's something called 1899, which I've heard nothing <gasps> about. <laughs> I thought that would get you. <laughs> He's just like, so I'm guessing you'll be watching that then. <laughs> oh, see, I'm torn. I'm really torn because I I don't want, I, I've seen the teaser trailer and I, I, I only want the date. That's all I want. I want a date reveal. Okay. That it, okay. Well, don't watch it. I will tell you if uh, they would do like a release date. For anybody that doesn't know, 1899 <laughs> is the brand new series coming from the creators of Dark. Uh, there you go. That If you know me. That's all you need to know. <laughs> that is my number one show of all time. And oh, <laughs> nobody got to see my reaction. but <laughs> No, but I did. That was great. <laughs> Um, but you could hear it in your voice. You're like a little schoolgirl suddenly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that was just a Monday, Chris. So Tuesday. Oh my God. Oh, uh, seriously. That was just day one. That was just a Monday. Oh. Yeah. So Tuesday, the gray man, which I'm very excited Ooh. about. That looks really fun. Did, did you see the trailer um, for that? Yeah. I saw oh, the trailer for that. Looks, that looks, looks good. Looks, looks good. Yeah. Looks really good. Go check out the trailer. If you, you don't know what we're talking about, it's on Netflix's uh, trailer YouTube channel at the moment. Now there's the school for good and evil. Those are two big headliners. I don't actually know what that is. I don't know what that is either. No, <clears throat> but then they've got Spiderhead, which Ooh, I like the yeah. look of mm -hmm. day shift, which I know nothing about nope. the sea beast. Uh, no Ooh, idea. It's an animated one. It looks really Oh, that's the animated movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Wendell and Wild. Don't know what that is. Blasted. Killer Book Club. Interceptor and Troll. So I'm curious to think if Interceptor is the one that we're watching that comes at the moment. This, this that comes up this week. week. That doesn't make any sense because that it would have already come yeah. out. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Well. There. There is an interesting cameo in Interceptor that I'm interested to see. What do you think about Okay. that? <laughs> okay. okay, so that's the Tuesday. The Wednesday, we have um, the headlining is Cyberpunk Edge Runner. So this is the anime mm. in the Cyberpunk game world, uh -huh. which could be better than the game. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, that was a little dig. Um, Love, Death, and Robots. <gasps> what? Yeah. Are they already talking about a volume four it's more than possible wow the dragon prince which i'm very excited about i've watched all three seasons i'm so i, th I believe this is the final season they're going to be doing is that an anime Big fan of this yeah it's an okay. animated series okay um arcane Ooh, ooh. nice yeah uh, inside job which i think is an another animated series okay uh exception i don't know anything about mm -mm. farzar Never heard of that. Mm. And one called Moonrise. So this is some stuff that we don't even know about. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Um, Thursday, Stranger Things. So I'm guessing this will be 
about the next two episodes, the, the final two. Yeah. And then they're also doing Stranger Things Volume 1 Unlocked, official after show. Uh, and then below that, they've got the Hellfire Club, a Stranger Things Dungeons and Dragons adventure. Oh. That could be really fun. Because um, oh, I love the Hellfire Club that are that is in the Stranger Things. That's their, that's their D&D mm-hmm. thing in the new episode. So that's fun. And then Friday, the Cuphead show. Ooh. So... <laughs> that, that's fun to see if they're doing more of that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Sonic Prime, which is the new Sonic animated series. Oh, okay. Dota Dragon's Blood. So they're mm. coming up with that. That's pretty cool. I enjoyed the first two, I think. And then uh, Tekken Bloodline. We knew that was coming because um, <clears throat> we had the trailer. Mm. No idea. It says plus 10 plus Netflix games, including Lucky Luna, Pointney, and La Casa de Papel. So is there... A game? La Casa de Papel game coming? That's right. Well, because you know that... We, um, we know we've got the, the, the Korean, Korean yeah. one comes out soon. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, okay. Anyway, that's a massive week. Dude. Of content coming. So I thought I better like just talk about that because, wow. That is insane. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, Monday. Just take Monday. That is... That's just overload on content yeah. already. Oh, my goodness. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. And we were just saying how Netflix needs to up their game because I've been dropping the ball, but there, that that seems good. That's good news. Yeah, yeah. I'm highly excited for a lot of these, especially 1899. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious, though. You know what? I am curious about um, oh, pff, what the dead. Uh, the dead one. Uh, the, the Korean. Um, High School of the Dead? The, no, the zombie. The dead. Uh, all of oh, us are yeah. dead? I, yes. How are they even doing? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, because I felt it was kind of like I, like it was doesn't like, really need it. Yeah, yeah. Like I felt like it was it was done. You know, like I I was satisfied mm. with where it wrapped up. So yeah, mm. but I mean, are we ever going to get Kingdom season three? Oh gosh, do you remember that? I <laughs> yes, because we got season one and two, which was incredible. Then we got the prequel movie. Yeah. That, but then you know, that's right they should that, mm, that bums me out that that that's not on out. that list yeah 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 huh. yeah. Well, yeah hopefully <laughs> mm. who knows uh yeah. should we jump into what we're looking forward to yeah yeah that's, okay um how about the boys season three on amazon mm-hmm. little little bonkers there i haven't started watching this one yet i'm finishing up uh season two yeah i've watched the first on. three mm-hmm um, can't say anything yet. Yeah. We're embargoed. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I won't get myself in trouble. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is June the 3rd. That's this week, right? Friday. Yes. Yeah. Friday. Cool. Uh, there is a series coming to Sky Media, Sky Original, That which means it might, because they have a really good uh, link with HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably come there soon, but it's a, a British series called The Midwich Cuckoos, which mm-hmm. I've started watching, and it's right up your street, Chris. What it's a small m- fictional village in England that is completely subdued by an alien presence for an entire day. Upon waking, it is discovered that numerous women in the town are pregnant. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The Midwich Cuckoos? Cuckoos? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Definitely um, add it to you. You're going to want to, or just use your VPN and, and watch it. And log in and create a Sky account. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to. It's very good. <clears> hmm. <throat> okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, I've, I've, that's not on my radar at all. Okay. Yeah. I thought that wouldn't be. Nice. Uh, then I guess we should say the Interceptor. I've watched half and I just don't know what to say i can't say anything yet yeah i i haven't started it's an action movie on netflix coming out friday Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um i've got two season finales coming up this week yes i'm excited finally yeah Yeah. one is we own the city on hbo um dude this series is it is crazy and it is. I've actually um, got screeners for it now, so God. I haven't I haven't watched it yet. But oh my gosh! Because it's on Sky now, finally. Oh, dude, yeah, you you. Oh, <laughs> the acting is 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 just crazy, and the way that it, the like it's a little confusing at first, I think, um, mm. because they jump around through timelines. Some of it is very well delineated so that you know where it's at in the timeline. But then there's a couple of... Wow. Did you just pull out a big word? Everybody give Chris a hand. What, what word? <laughs> What's delineated? Like separated? I've never heard someone use that no? word before. Oh. Delineated. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. have to look okay. it up. Um, <clears throat> Thanks, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it... it um, there's a couple of scenes where you will get them where they're either happening in 2015 or 2017, and they don't mm. always show that, like what that date is. So some of those get a little confusing at where they're at. You just have to use some context clues. Um, but dude, John Bernthal. I mean, the whole cast oh, is phenomenal. Him alone. Is, yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah. You. Oh my gosh. I don't think you're prepared for how good he is. It is just- You've seen The Punisher, right? No, I haven't. If you love him, seriously, okay, watch the Punisher. Like seriously, watch the Punisher. The uh, the movie, yeah. right? That'll blow your mind. Is or is or no, the no, series? No, the series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Netflix Thomas Jane series. Well, it's on Disney now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. no, it's on Disney. Now. You'll love it. It's mm-hmm. seriously dark, but yeah. Okay. It's great. Uh, uh, my my other season finale that I got is Shining Girls. Um. Yes, that's we're gonna get. We're gonna talk about this next week. We are gonna sure. talk about this. I've seen this. I've watched. <laughs> I wa- um, I watched episode seven this week, and then like the next day, I watched episode eight. Um, hmm. We need to talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. Why haven't we talked about this then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next oh, because week because it's not not yet. Yeah. Okay, I can't. Yeah. yeah we can't okay. talk about because the embargo is not up for this. So yeah, let's talk about okay. it next week because it's um yeah I want to I mm, yeah okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> there, there are two movies coming out in the theater this week, at least in the U.S. Uh, okay. One is Cronenberg's uh, Crimes of the Future. Yes. Which, I, mm, I don't know. It, it weird is absolutely. Yeah. I, I. It's not one of my like. I want to go must watch see. List. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know either. I'm. Um, there's another movie, and I saw this at Sundance, and it comes out. Mm. It's called Watcher. And it's, I've heard of this. Yeah, I've got to go back through my notes to okay. to see what I, how I really felt about it. It's got it's a psychological horror though, or thriller mm. maybe. So there's that. Yeah. What okay. else you got on your list? Um, yeah. So I'm trying to see when it's. Sorry, I'm just looking. I'm looking <laughs> when it, is, it when it says 
Okay, can I? Yeah, so I think I'm going to a press screening of um, Jurassic World Dominion this week. Oh, um, well, mine yeah. is next week. It comes as or the mine is, is on next the week. So it comes to cinemas. Wow, that's really close to the release date. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's on the June the tenth, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when the embargo will be up. So my we'll, guess is this coming week. When you see it, will be probably right. very soon when the embargo's up. Yeah. Right. Okay, but I'm thinking of going through all of the through Jurassic parts again. Like all of them? Yeah, all five. Oh, yeah, all five. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's dedication. I I like them all. I don't, I don't mind them. I have I enjoy the third one. For Sam Neill, it's a bit silly, and uh, I like the two new ones as action movies, but not dinosaur movies. <laughs> mm, sure, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. yeah, totally. Like I, yeah, I like Chris Pratt in these, mm. uh, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I, yeah. I, the first one is still, I mean, it just still blows me away. You know, yeah. One. But um, of course, that one will, will always stand. Yeah, as and the score time. too, just that theme. So good. They do move in herds. Or <laughs> clever girl. Yeah. This is iconic. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, the, that that's about it. Okay. On- yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all of our list then. Um, you know what? You can always tweet at us and share uh news, some of the things you're looking forward to in the coming week, some of the best things that you watched. Any of those tweeted us at best we watched. Uh, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. We thank you for spending your time. Maybe you're on a commute, um, or you're just doing stuff around the house, whatever that happens to be. We thank you for choosing to listen to us. That is outstanding. Um, if you ever want to watch us on YouTube or some of the other reviews that we do that don't happen to make it on our list, always, uh, we're there, uh, Quite often, Ruben with the Ruby Tuesday, me, I'm Chris with Movies and Munchies. And Mm -hmm. um, please also, if you have the opportunity, check out Patreon, patreon.com slash thebeardedones. We've got a bunch of new content in there each week. And so we would love to have you over there as well, if if you're able. And with that, uh, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks.